The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello, and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast where a comedy writer, that's me, and a psychologist... That's me! (laughs) (laughs) I would tell you what I'm writing, but it's none of your pieces. Podcast where we try to solve your long-running relationship issues in 10 minutes or less. How are you doing today, Steve? I'm actually a little uh, disturbed that I missed that cue, because I picked the last few of them. Something in my mind said, he'll just talk until it's my turn, and it turns out you did. Anyway, I'm yeah. doing good. I, I would like to congratulate you for after 150 episodes of Wrong and Wronger, and who knows how many episodes of this one, for having the longest stretch of dead air we've ever had in any of these podcasts. Man, that's going to be our highest rated segment ever. I really like that part where neither of you guys talked. <laughs> Last week was episode 104, so that's two years, two 52-week years, right? So we're actually in our third year of this show. Wow, and on that depressing note, let's get to our question. (laughs) (laughs) This week, I thought I'd come up with one, because Steve came up with it last week, and I got jealous. So here it is. Uh, See if I can stump the great great psychology master here. How much lying is too much lying for children? Because let's be honest. We're not honest with our kids a lot. We start lying to them about the tooth fairy and Santa, and it just kind of builds. And at some point, you got to tell them the you know more of the truth. Or the, but at the same time, sometimes you try to sometimes you try to shield them from the world. There's a lot of scary stuff going on on there. So I suppose it's probably age dependent and circumstance dependent. But from your perspective, uh, how much lying is too much lying with kids? I sort of divide lying into two categories, and I'm a little more concerned about category B than category A. So there is motivated lying. Uh, you, uh, <laughs> I was going to pull one example of a disaster from the Breakwell children history, <laughs> but uh, I don't know that I can narrow it down to one. Something awful happened. You got a kid with, you got the garden hose and the spotlight and the steel folding chair, and they deny (laughs) all knowledge of anything happening. That's motivated lying. Unmotivated lying is when uh, they have a peanut butter sandwich and you ask if you had jelly on it and they say no, but you know they did. Like, that's just lying for sport. And those are the kinds of lies that I'm a little more concerned with. Now, I will say... And we'll circle back to motivated lying in a second. But even with unmotivated lying, children are going to try it because they have to they start realizing that they have some power to manipulate the world around them. And that's not a bad thing. They need to kind of learn how to handle people and situations. So they're going to push it like every other rule. Lying for no motivation, a motivational lying, I just made that up, will happen. And discouraging your kids from doing that and punishing that part, I think, is appropriate. And I don't mean they're sent to uh, Guantanamo for a year and a half, but they got to have like a little, like a shock collar kind of zap for those lies, because those are the ones that are going to hurt them later in life. Because if they continue lying all the time for no reason, uh, they become manipulative and start losing track of what's real and what's not. So we need to keep kids on between the white and the yellow with regard to reality. But again, every kid is going to lie some, and I wouldn't be concerned about it, but give them a little, just a little zap on those. The motivated lying, that's bad, but I'm more concerned with the behavior that created the necessity to lie in the first place. 
Like, there are behaviors that you do that are accidents. And when kids lie, no, I didn't do it. In those moments, I would explain to the kids, it was an accident. Just uh, tell me the truth. Like, take all of the stress out of that situation for the kids. And almost without exception, kids will kind of break down and be like, yeah, it was me. If the stress remains high, kids are going to stick to their guns. There aren't. It'll take a special kid to, in the face of an angry parent, cop something or own up to something. Because they don't want the consequence. Parents huff and puff, it scares the kids. And they're going to get uh, some kind of big deal anyway. But look at the behavior. If the behavior is not accidental and the kids lie, I would still punish them if you know that they did it in the first place. But... Dealing with behavior, this ends up coming to fruition later in life because when couples come in for counseling, one will have been caught in a lie. Like one will catch one being inappropriate on Snapchat or on the phone or something. I made that up. I don't know what Snapchat is. <laughs> on Instagram or direct messages or something. But And then what the spouse who's wounded is always hangs their hat on is, well, I don't... What I'm most uh, hurt about is that they lied about it. And my answer is always, of course they lied about it. Like, what do you (laughs) expect? They know you're going to be angry. They don't want you to leave them. Like, I'm not as concerned about the lie as I am about what was happening that you caught that they're lying about. So anyway, that's where I go back. I know I didn't answer your question directly because I don't know how to quantify that. But to sum up... Kids will lie about silly things because they're trying to figure out what they can and can't get away with. Zing them a little bit for that. Kids will lie to get out of stuff all the time. And uh, punish that when you know they did it. And if they didn't, just let them know they're on notice. This ain't going to fly a second time. Worry about the behavior more than the lie. Well, evidently, I asked that question super poorly because I actually meant it in the opposite direction. I was thinking about parents lying to kids, which is something I do all the time. But let's just go with the direction you went because uh, we're already there, and that's five minutes of airtime. So we're just going to keep on going. Uh, one of the most interesting things uh, I learned about kids since I had my own is that uh, lying is it takes some cunning and it's a little bit of a learned behavior like a kid who can just talk like right away oddly enough they start out at least in my experience they start out telling the truth because they're not smart enough to lie my four-year-old you catch her in something and she'll fess up to it because she's just not smart enough or i mean she's smart but she's not there's too she has to think too many steps ahead to create a lie or blame blame it on somebody else but as they get a little bit older then they kind of come into the oh i can think ahead and deflect the situation so yeah we catch her all the time writing on walls and she just fesses up immediately although it doesn't help that she writes her own initials on the wall so she's she's incapable of stopping the behavior and she knows it's wrong but at the same time she seems equally incapable of lying about it uh, one of my earliest memories, actually, is, and I have no idea what the situation was, but uh, I was there. Was, you know, it was back when there were fewer of the Breakwell children in my own family. Uh, there were only two of us back then, and my mom came storming down the hall about something and said, "Who did this?" And I pointed to my brother, and he got dragged off screaming. And whatever it was, I'm definitely the one who did that. So evidently, there's some <laughs> some residual guilt hanging around there. All I can remember is pinning it on him, and I'm sure that no way. 
way, you know, messed him up for the rest of his life. All the problems in his life are, are, are my fault. So, yeah, so weirdly, though, I, I do think dishonesty has to be taken pretty seriously with kids, especially as they get older. Uh, and you kind of have to give them a, a safe space to say, okay, let's you can, you can be honest with me about these things. We need to get the truth out there. But if you've ever dealt with an adult who lies, especially yeah. in professional circumstances, like it, it's unnerving. You just cannot deal with that person. You can put up with all sorts of terrible people in a professional setting, you know, jerks and bullies and all of that. But somebody who outright lies, uh, there's almost something bone chilling about that. Uh, you just you can't deal with them in a street. You, you really can't deal with them at all uh, because you, you, you don't know what basis you're doing it on. And especially, uh, I guess, even worse than in a professional context is if you uh, if you're friends with somebody who lies. And it's only happened to me a few times in my life, you know, in high school or wherever, but where somebody will just outright lie. And when they do it, I found it's usually about things that don't matter that much. It's never yeah, like an important lie. It's like it's like a weird, inconsequential lie. And when you catch it, it's like, why would you even lie about that? And you never confront them. But it's never quite the same when you drift apart, definitely. So uh, I'll side with you on that. I think the reason for the lie has to dictate what kind of discipline you take with your kids. If it's an innocent lie or they just don't want to get in trouble or they, they said something in the spur of the moment, that's one thing. If it's calculated and, and it's part of a wider plot, or especially if they're older, uh, it has to be dealt with another way. And I would think the biggest red flag of all is if it's those lies that have nothing to do with anything. If they start lying and it's right. not to get out of trouble, if they're just lying for the sake of lying, you you might have a budding so sociopath on your hand or psychopath. And I shouldn't throw those terms around around you, Steve, because I mean it generally, and you're going to come back with some specific definition. Uh, but basically, you you don't want you don't want a, a pathological liar. That that will never end well. And I've got a pig falling down the stairs beside me. Go ahead and just talk over the pig, Steve. What, closing thoughts. <laughs> well, that's, that's right. So if it's not motivated lying, you got to zap that. And once somebody lies to you like that, you can't really trust anything they say because it, it sort of, like you said, it throws reality out of whack for you with them. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's in people to lie about inconsequential things, but that ends up taking their credibility away for even consequential things. All right. Well, uh, I guess I'm wrapping this up here. Let's go on to the neighbor's <laughs> no, house I'm, to I'm drop here. the pig I'm, off. I'm here. I was just, I was just fascinated right. by the pig. They're such graceful creatures. She was going up the stairs and she, she stepped on a shoe or something and fell back a couple stairs because my kids cannot pick up their stuff off the stairs no matter how many times I ask them. It's not something they lie about. It's just something they don't do. Well, <laughs> if you would like to send in your question for a, to have us answer in 10 minutes or less, send that in to James Breakwell at explodingunicorn.com. That's Exploding Unicorn with the E, and we'll do our best to get you an answer. This has been another episode of 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, and that's 10 minutes of your life you'll never get back.